I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreatepodcast.com. See you there. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back for this extended interview with Luis where he's going to share how to build and manage a remote team for content creation. Hey Luis, how are you? Hey Debbie, I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So before we get to your tips and tricks, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, sure. So I'm Luis, I am the, the director of marketing at Distant Job. I live an offbeat life because I really work from home. And that's a big change from my previous life where I was a dentist. Now I work from home. I, I write books and I, I manage the marketing team at Distant Job, which is something that I'm very passionate about because you know Distant Job is basically a recruitment company. We help businesses, especially all kinds of businesses, but especially small and medium-sized businesses, find employees of a quality that they usually wouldn't be able to find because what happens is that they tend to be limited geographically and they need to find their employees, you know, near the areas where they are. And those employees, especially in, in North America, are usually gobbled up by big companies. And distant job by allowing them to recruit all over the world and making sure we handle all the paperwork and red tape and logistics and HR means that you can find a great employee from someone somewhere else in the world that doesn't necessarily have all that competition for their services. So that's actually why I work there and how I started working there because not only am I living my offbit life, but I'm allowing other people to live their offbit life as well. <laughs> well, you're definitely killing two birds with one stone because you're doing all of these things and you're helping so many people be able to create freedom with their own life, even if they do have a nine to five still or a day job, but just remote, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And actually, I would say that it's, I mean, I assume that you, that a lot of your listeners have their own business, right? And uh, build their own businesses. And I actually think that I am giving these individuals freedom because, again, it's not only about the people looking for a remote job, for a job they can do from from home. It's also about the people who already created their business from home and need to expand, but need to find really good people to become part of their company and help them expand. And, and we find them those employees. So I actually think that I'm helping more those people, even the people that are running small businesses from their homes. Yeah. And it's a really hard thing to find sometimes, especially when you can't see them face to face, how to find the right people for your business. So distant jobs is a great place to find that. Absolutely. Now, Louise, you're going to be telling us how to actually build and manage a remote team for content creation. Can you tell us a little bit about what is actually content creation, first of all? <laughs> well, I mean, the, it is, it feels that it's 
pretty explanatory, but self-explanatory, but let me have a shot at it. So, you know, content creation is the process of, of uh, is what we're engaging right now. You know, we are creating a podcast, a podcast that, that, that hopefully, you know, hopefully will be of use to anyone wanting to learn more about content creation. We are providing value, right? We are using creativity, our creativity and our experience to provide value. And we are are using the medium of podcasting to do this. We are creating a piece of content now. And that's what content creation is about. You know, it's about providing value by transmitting your experience and your expertise through the medium of your choice. Now, when people are trying to find someone, the right person to do content creation for their website and their company, how can they do that? How can they find and test the right people? Yeah, well, you know, so you have several alternatives open to you. I mean, obviously, you, you can work with a recruitment company <laughs> such as my, such as the one I, I work for, but you can also, you know, look into places, hubs where uh, people that that produce the kind of content that you want to produce together. So let's say that I want to build a team that will write great blog posts, you know, very extensive and well-researched and funny because, you know, today everyone's attention is at the premium. So it helps to be funny. It helps to be engaging in writing. Let's say that I want to build a team like that. I go to the places where writers gather and where writers, even freelance writers, especially freelance writers, actually, are, are looking for jobs. So uh, there are a couple of job boards or for writers or, uh, you know, places where you can post a, a job description for a writer, for freelance writers. And what you do is you create, you post on a couple of those places, and then you need to be re- really ready to test a lot. And as we discussed in our uh, in the first part of our interview and in our previous interview, was I always like paying people for their work because I think that leads to their last work. So I set the budget of how much I am willing to spend on tests, and I give the writers that come to me through the job board. I use that budget to give them a test assignment. And the way I give them this test assignment is I want them to write about something that they feel comfortable researching or that they actually have knowledge on. So I don't give the same assignment to every writer. I actually, you know, uh, the first thing that I ask them is to bounce ideas off me. You know, this is my target audience. This is the kind of blog posts that I expect to be written. These are the kind of problems that my audience wants solved. These are the kind of challenges that my audience has. I basically present the writers with a couple of profiles that I built of my audience. And I asked them to, to pitch me a couple of ideas that would interest those hypothetical persons. So this is my first round of filtering. The people who give me, you know, one or two or three pitches that don't really appeal to me, I filter out, you know, might not be the fairest assessment, but when you get like hundreds of applicants, you need to start somewhere. And for the ones that give me the pitches that I think, oh, I would like, I personally would like to read about this. I personally think I would learn something from this if it's well delivered. Then I look at my budget, the budget that I set aside for testing and I make them an offer. 
I, I tell them, look, I want you to write me an article. You will be paid for this article. So do your best work. I might not be paying you as much as I would pay someone that I were hired because, you know, this is a testing phase. I hope you understand that my budget for testing is limited and that I might not be paying. The pay that I'm giving you now is not representative of what you will be getting if we extend our working relationship. Then I, I wait and I review all the articles you know, that, that they send, I, you know, I pay for them. You know, usually when you get an article, again, based on your expertise reading, you get one of two cases. You see that an article, you know, it, it's just, it, it's just soulless, right? You're reading it and you felt like you should be doing something else. You don't really want to read it to the end. Then it's already there. If you who have paid for it are starting to read it and you don't have the willpower to go through the end. You should go through the end anyway, out of respect for the person who wrote it. But that is definitely a red card. You know, you do not want to work with that person. If it happens that you read it, and this is the most often case, if it happens that you read it and it's not, you know, you see that there are diamonds there, but maybe there's something off, you know, maybe you feel that the content is a bit sparse or maybe the language isn't what we're expecting. Maybe it's a bit too formal. Maybe it's a bit too dense. Maybe it's a bit too hard to read. Maybe it's not actionable enough. This is great. This is actually better than getting an article that you love because the article that you love and you say, this is perfect. I will hire you now. It's only telling you that the person is able to deliver an excellent article, but it's not telling you if the person is great to work with. So when there's actually the chance to have some back and forth and see how you can, through your insights and your knowledge of your field and your knowledge of your audience, contribute to help that person turn their good article into an incredible article, then you can have a back and forth. You can see how that patient handles feedback, how that person handles criticism, what is their tolerance for, you know, you messing into their creative process and putting your own ideas into their beautiful and perfect writing, which is what we all, all we writers think about our writing. <laughs> so you, you get the good sense of what is it going to be like to work with that person. So talking about giving feedback, how do you do that? How do you give the right feedback in order for them to improve without having to, you know, in a lot of ways, because there's a lot of ego with it, yeah. right? Because it's work that you love. How do you do that the right way? I do a disclaimer. I, I tell them, look, it's very possible that I will return your article with a lot of red ink. You know, with a lot of red ink, with a lot of suggestions. This means that I value your writing. You know, if you, if I thought that you were a bad writer, if I thought that I wouldn't be working with you, you know, the fact that I'm doing this, the fact that I'm going through your article and leaving comments and making corrections and all of that, this is work that if I was a paid editor, I would be charging you for this work, right? This is this is editing work. The fact that you reach this stage where I am going through your article and suggesting changes means that you are a great article. So please do not take offense. It's actually the opposite. This is my way from one writer to another to paying you a compliment. Every suggestion that I make is debatable. Feel free if you think that I'm suggesting something that makes no sense or that ruins your writing, let me know and let's have a conversation about it. 
Yeah, that's definitely a great way to do it because they know firsthand what they're going to expect. Yeah. Right? Now, thank you so much, Louise, for giving us all of these tips and tricks on how to manage a remote team for content creation. I really appreciate it. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? So they can find me at louise at distantjob.com. Just email me. And I mean, I always try to reply to every email I can. I do not always succeed. Sometimes I'm a bit late, but <laughs> I do I do make an honest effort. And unless, you know, if you're just put me on a mailing list and it's obvious that it's that it's something that run by robots. Yeah, I will not reply, but I will reply to human beings. Sorry, robots. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I'm a robot racist <laughs> I, I assume sorry <laughs> but uh, but yeah you can also reach me through my linkedin page i'm sure that you'll have that on the show notes debbie thank you so much louise i really appreciate all the knowledge that you gave us hey no problem it was my pleasure thank you so much i hope you enjoyed this extended interview with louis make sure to visit the offbeatlife.com again that's the offbeatlife.com to get the full interview where he shares how he was able to leave his nine to five to become a remote marketer and writer thanks for joining me on this extended interview don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on itunes we can also chat some more on facebook at the ob live i'll talk to you soon